Raider Nation, what is the deal, man? You're back for another episode of the Raiders Recap on the Sick Podcast. And today, man, we are going to be going over the Raiders' embarrassing loss to the Buffalo Bills, 38-10. to A lot to go over, man. A lot to really dissect. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get that theme music cracking. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Raiders Recap. Jacobs. Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders are going to win this game. The sickest Las Vegas Raiders podcast. It's going to be sick. What is the deal, Raider Nation? Once again, it's another episode of the Raiders Recap on the Sick Podcast. Make sure you guys are tapping on that like and subscribe button and hit on the little notification bell so you get updated whenever we drop episodes like this one right here. But like I was saying, man, we got to go over the Raiders' embarrassing loss, 38-10 to the Buffalo Bills. And usually on Monday, I do a winners, losers type of thing, right, or whatever day it is after the game. But uh, I'm be honest, man, there's no winners. Now, some people play cool. You know, people played okay. But at the end of the day, when you lose by three touchdowns, there can be no winners. All right? Now, now when you really – if you're just looking at the box score, you're sitting here – and you're looking at the stats, and they're atrocious, right? But there's even more to the story than the stats, but I'll read them to you. Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 for 24 with 185 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Trey Tucker, he had his one rush for 34 yards, but the real glaring. Josh Jacobs, nine attempts for negative two yards. Looking at the receiving, Devontae Adams, six receptions for 84 yards. Josh Jacobs, five receptions for 51 yards. Man, you get to the meat of it. Hunter Renfro, one reception for 23 yards, which was in garbage time. And Austin Hooper with two receptions for 20 yards. If you look at the time of possession in a 60-minute football game, the Buffalo Bills possessed the ball 40 minutes of that 60-minute football game. In what world are you winning a football game with that time of possession? Now, if you just look at the box score and you just look at that and you see the score, you'll say, oh, the defense is ass. And you'll be right. The defense is ass. But at the end of the day, I feel like the problems on defense are more correctable than what we're seeing on the offense. And I'll explain that. Let's start with the offensive side. Correct me if I'm wrong, but does it not feel congested to y'all? The whole offense seems squeezed. Why is that? And why is the run game not working? Because what we talked about in the preseason, what we talked about throughout the whole time before the Raiders even took a snap, is every team is going to load the box until we prove we can throw the ball downfield. And that's what we've seen. I mean, is some of it on the offensive line? Yeah, sure, it is. The offensive line hasn't been the best in the run blocking department. In the pass blocking, they've been great. But in the run blocking department, they've been real cheats. So when you're looking at that, is it all on them? No, it's not all on them. I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking. They play bad, but there's only five people on the offensive line. If you're loading the box with seven, Damn near eight people. That's at least two to three free rushers. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what team, that's what Denver did. That's what Buffalo did. That's exactly what Pittsburgh is gonna do. You see what I'm saying? Like that, this is exactly the, the formula right now to beat the Raiders. Load the box, do not let Josh Jacobs kill us, okay? And make Jimmy Garoppolo prove he can throw the ball deep. And that's what it's been. And so far, we have failed that test. All right, a lot of check downs, a lot of quick throws, a lot of three-step drops, right? 
And when you do, and when you do go down the field, it don't seem in rhythm of the play calling. It just it, it, like at the end of the day, every deep shot you have taken, right? Every deep shot you have taken just is lackluster, short, right? At the end of the day, we haven't dialed anything up. I don't think past twenty plus yards. That's the fucking problem with this offense. Now, obviously, it all stems from not having a running game because I think Josh McDaniel's system is predicated on having a running game. But there are different ways to get shit started, right? And yesterday, it's, this is on Josh McDaniels too. Now, I, I'm cool with Josh, and I think that he'd be able to turn it around, but at the end of the day, he ain't proved it, right? So at the end of the day, we have to look at him too with a side eye. Why aren't you making any adjustments to this offense that you see where the limitations are? You see where teams are attacking us. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's two straight weeks. Teams are saying, Josh Jacobs is not going to kill us. Josh Jacobs will not beat us. Two straight weeks, we've seen that. And two straight weeks, we haven't seen the offense delivered. Now, Jimmy has moved in the pocket well, and Jimmy has, you know, found some people on the run, on the move, things like that. But... We don't have a consistent deep game. And even with the speed we have in receiver, we have speed now. And that was the problem before. The problem before is we had no speedy receiver. Now we brought in speed and we can't get it down the field. All right. And, and, and it, I don't know what the issue is, but whatever the case is, bro, teams are going to continue to load the box until we prove we can throw down the field. And that's exactly what the formula is to beat the Raiders on offense. And, and look even deeper. I don't think Josh Jacobs is all that right either. Am I saying it's all his fault? No, it's not all his fault. All right, it's not all his fault that he has negative two rushing yards. He has to literally dodge a motherfucker in the backfield damn near every rush. But he don't look like the same Josh Jacobs either. All right, he don't, he don't have the same quickness. And I, that's not me saying he's lost a step. That's just me saying that's what happens when you miss a bunch of training camp. It's natural. It's just what's going to happen to get back into game rhythm. To get back into game shape. I mean, even time, there are times where, I mean, it may be half not trusting the O-line either, but there were times where there were some run lanes to be made in the game yesterday. And at the end of the day, it looks like he's slow-footed. He's not trusting what he's seeing. He's not putting that foot in the ground. So at the same time, he don't look right either. You know? He don't look right either. A result of missing training camp, getting back into game shape, maybe. But at the end of the day, you know, every it all falls under the same umbrella. That portion of the Raiders' offense must get started. If it does not, we're in for more tough-ass 17 to 16 games and against the really good teams, getting our ass whooped. Because that's what's about to happen, you know? Am I in panic mode? No, I'm not in panic mode. But it's along the lines of what most of us were saying, the negatives about what this offense could be, right, is coming to fruition. Now, I'm not going to sit here like some of the other Raider fans and say we never should have gotten rid of Derek Carr because that's true. We should have gotten rid of Derek Carr. Okay, we, have, we had to. That's a, good, that, that's a move that needed to be made. So I'm not going to go there and that far and do all that shit like some Raider fans are doing. That's not right, right? At the end of the day, it's two games, all right? There's 15 more to go. We don't have to go overboard just yet. Now, if we're in week eight, week nine, and we're seeing the same shit, oh, you best believe I'm on this bitch with a different attitude. Guaranteed, I'll leave the picket fences saying somebody got to go. But as for right now, it's the second week. Did we not like what we saw yesterday? True. 
we didn't like what we saw. But let's see if there's corrections to be made. So that's on the offensive standpoint, bro. It's just, it's too congested. There's no creativity within the offense. You gave Trey Tucker that one goddamn jet sweep, and after that, didn't attack the edges after that at all. You kept continuously trying to batter Ram Josh Jacobs through the middle of that defense, and it just was not working, right? Was not working. We could have attacked the edges all day, but we didn't do that. So where were the second half adjustments? Where were the adjustments made, right? And at the end of the day, we have to have this conversation as Raider fans. And some of you don't want to hear it. Some of you didn't want to hear it during the season, right? But you're going to hear it now. There's no need for us to have a receiver and you're paying him $13 million in Hunter Renfro and the man has one catch for 23 yards. On a fucking game where Jacoby Myers did not play. Keep that in mind. Jacoby Myers did not play because he's still in concussion protocol. And even with that, we, we, I, we damn near saw Christian Wilkerson out there more. I did. So, you know, am I saying that Hunter's not a good player? No. You know, am I, I, I don't know what's going on there. It's just not in rhythm. Jimmy's not looking his way. You know, shit, whatever the case may be, right? But there's no way you can justify to me that you're paying a receiver $13 million and our defense don't have the playmakers you're supposed to have. You smell me? And now that transitions me into that bullshit right there. Now, most of y'all are killing the defense on social media. Cool, whatever the case. But understand this, when your defense, when your offense, excuse me, is that ass and your defense is on the field for that much, we never said our defense was going to be top five, right? But I don't think they're that shit either. But at the end of the day, we know they're not the best defense in the world. You're not going to just, how many times can they be able to hold against this Buffalo Bills defense? And keep this in mind. This is where the game turned, in my opinion. The defense got a fourth down stop in the red zone. A fourth down stop in the red zone. At that point in the game, if I'm not mistaken, it's 14-10. Right? 14-10 or the Raiders are up at that point. But either way, the game is still in the balance. The momentum can still be shifted. Right? From there, your offense goes fucking three and out. Three and out. Where is the complimentary football? You feel what I'm saying? That, to me, is where the game turns. If you're sitting there and you're, you get them out on a fourth down stop in the red zone, you're in Buffalo. That's momentum. If you go down there and at least score three points, you're like, all right, cool. We, we made a drive. But you can't go three and out. That's not complimentary football, you feel me now? Now, to go to the negatives of the defense, right? And it's right, and it's funny to call them negatives because honestly, it's shit that, that every Raider fan, every sensible Raider fan knows already, right? And this is the surprising thing. Let's start with the positive surprising things. Our linebackers are better than what I thought they were. And I put that on brick. Linebackers were better than what I thought they were. Um, you know, Spillane has showed a lot. He's really impressed me. I, I, I'm starting to really, really, really like Spillane. Diablo, not bad. You feel what I'm saying? He, he's showing some good stride. I like him so far. I like what I see. Even when you bring in Masterson, it's not too much of a drop-off. He's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Our, our linebackers have shown more than I think, you know, that I was going to give them credit for at the beginning of the season. So, so far through two games, they played well. In the back end, you know, our let's talk about the back end after that. Actually, no, we can talk about the back end now. Secondary. Secondary is not... Terrible rookie now. Jacorian Bennett, he's a rookie, bro. He has rookie mistakes. You can see it. 
It's rookie mistakes. But there's things to work with there. Nate Hobbs is Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs is good. You're seeing the leap, and you're seeing what his potential really is when you put him back in the slot. Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters bringing the veteran leadership. Marcus Epps was a A-plus fucking signing. Anybody that says different is a fool. And that's what I think. That's just my opinion. Marcus Epps was a A-plus signing. He has become, quickly, one of my other favorite players on this defense. But Marcus Epps is real. I like him. Trayvon Merrick on and off at times, but yesterday he had a pretty cool game. Not bad. I, I usually be on him, but he did some good things yesterday, even with the cast on his hand. So even with Merrick, there are things to like. Everything that still, every problem that stems on this defense starts at that fucking D-line. And it's crazy because you have a bottom five D-line with a top five edge rusher and Max Crosby. How in the fuck does that work, right? How does it work? If you watch the two games in two weeks, bro, consistently, you're getting no pressure. Nothing. You can turn on the film, bro. Max Crosby's getting triple team on some plays. Some dudes are one-on-one disrespecting them and saying, fuck them. We don't, y'all are weak. You feel what I'm saying? And as an offense coordinator, I do it too. Weak as shit across the board except for 98. So everybody else is getting one-on-one opportunities while all we have to do is game plan for that motherfucker on the edge right there and we'll have all day. And that's what we're seeing. All day. Josh Allen, that's the most patient game I've ever seen Josh Allen play. Most patient. He took what the defense gave him and, you know, he looked like a traditional quarterback, ran out when he wanted to, when he needed to. Like, bro, you put no pressure, no fear on Josh Allen whatsoever. I don't think all day the man even sped up his internal clock. I don't even think he did. Not one person besides Max Crosby got any pressure. And that's where it all stems, right? That's where it all stems. I'm going to be honest with you. If our D-line was better, every other level of the defense would look better in everybody's eyes. Swear. If our D-line was, let's just, for the sake of argument, say we had the Jets defensive line. Oh, I bet you, I bet you we'd have a different tone about our linebackers and our corners and safeties. Guaranteed, we'd have a different tone. Why? Because the, because the motherfucker isn't back there for five to six seconds patting the ball and allowing receivers to get open downfield. You want to, if, if you want to, now some plays, yes, our corners do mess up and have coverage breakdowns, but I'm telling you, there's no body in the NFL, no corner in the NFL covering somebody for six to eight seconds. It's not happening. It's not happening. You feel what I'm saying? Like, if you have that much time to throw the ball with an athletic quarterback like Josh Allen, then what do you think is going to happen? And I said that after the Denver game. If you let Russ do all that, what do you think Josh Allen was going to do? Right on schedule, right on cue, right? So, I mean... The breakdown rundown of it, honestly, bro, no second half adjustments whatsoever. No adjustments on either side. Now, you saw Patrick Graham bring a little pressure, but you he has to know by now. You The coaches have got to know by now. You're not going to generate no pressure with four. Don't fool yourself, right? Stop fucking fooling yourself out here thinking that one day it's just going to shift and change. Like, come on, bro. Let's be real. Honest with ourselves. You're not getting no pressure with just four. Tyree Wilson is not there yet. And I'm not going to go as far as to say he's a bust either because it's only been two goddamn games. So anybody that's saying that, calm the fuck down. 
It's been two games. If you don't like me saying that, oh, the fuck will. But calm down, bro. It's two games in his professional career. And let's not get up here like I, I wasn't telling y'all that in this first year, we're not going to see the, the Tyree Wilson we're expected to see probably in year two, three, right? This is a long-term investment pick. And he was never going to be Miles Garrett and some of these mugs, TJ Watt, first year. He wasn't going to do that. Now, if you're really mad and you're really looking for somebody to blame, Chandler Jones can be the guy you want to point the blame to. And yes, he may be going through his stuff, but at the end of the day, you had time, you had Chandler Jones, so you didn't have to rush Tyree into this position because you knew he wasn't going to be ready. Right? You knew he was like most they knew he wasn't gonna be ready. And, and people who are just on tune with the team knew Tyree in this first year ain't what most motherfuckers is gonna be expecting him to be year two, three. That's why you had Chandler Jones to kind of ease him in. But now that you don't have that, you now thrust upon the rookie, you gotta be the guy. You gotta do something. And so far he's given us nothing. Now given the positives, his get-off looks better. This week, the get-off looked better, looked faster. So that's good from a week-to-week -week improvement, right? That's good. But he still has no pass rush plan. Still no pass rush plan. You cannot get up to an offensive tackle and think that bull rushing these motherfuckers is going to work every play because it's not. It's not, right? This is the NFL. You got to get better with his hands. So we're going to literally see his maturation from game to game. Right from game to game. Hopefully, the Raiders do something to make a move because there's just a lot of dead money right now. Just a lot of money, period, that's being wasted on the field. Chandler Jones' money, a roster spot being taken up, and that has to come to a head soon. You cannot keep allowing that shit to permeate through the locker room and all the other shit and all that money he making. That money got to come off the books some way, somehow. Hunter Renfro, 13 mil. The man has one catch in two games. Something's got to give. Something's got to give because there's no way you could justify to me all this money that's free and you do not go get yourself somebody to help Max Crosby. I feel so bad for that man on a defensive line with pure ass. I don't give a fuck who hears it. I don't care. I don't care. The whole defensive line is pure ass. And until some coaching staff may whatever, Holy Spirit, whatever, Lord, tell these motherfuckers what the fans have been knowing for years. Fix the defensive line, bro. And, and, and it all stems from that. It all stems from that. And now Josh McDaniels, the, the telescope is on you because you better not look like that against Pittsburgh. You better not look like that. We're going to see how they look tonight, right? But if you come out here versus Pittsburgh and y'all look lackluster like that again in the offense, your specialty, Looks that ass again? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. That's 27 points in two weeks. Now, I will put it like this. Let's look on the positive side. Let's look on the positive side. The positive is that at least we're seeing everything right here in the first two weeks. All right? And I think some of what we're seeing is, or I think a lot of what we're seeing on the offensive side of the ball particularly is rust. Rust. I think you saw it yesterday, and there's just a couple examples of Jimmy throwing to Devontae on some of these time and back shoulder routes that was, you know, 
that was there. They were off timing there. Or there was one quick throw where Jimmy tried to get Devontae deep and it was just off his fingertips. That's timing. That's timing and that's rust. Even with Josh Jacobs, he don't have the timing with that offensive line yet. But even so, the offensive line just got to get their shit together, period. But in that run game, they got to get their shit together. But, you know, it doesn't look like he has timing there either. You know, so from the offensive standpoint, it looks like it's just a lot of dudes who got to shake off rust, right? So I'm hoping that this team is one of those teams that as the season continuously goes on, we get better and better and better with more football being played. Right. That's how I think this season's going to go. So, like I said, it's week two. Am I pissed? Of course, we got our ass whooped. But there are things to be look. There are things to look forward to. It's only week two. Right. There's still rust to be shaken off. Okay, Jimmy didn't play no preseason. All these guys didn't play no preseason. There's still a rush to be shaken off. There's still, uh, uh, you know, some positives to look forward to as we progress into these next couple of seasons. Now, you better, you better come home focused against Pittsburgh. You better come home focused against Pittsburgh because regardless, even they got, even if they got their ass whooped first week, they not that type of team. That's just, you know, that's just gonna get there and lay down. They're going to give you a dogfight. So you better come prepared. And you better, you better look a certain way. Alright? You gotta look a certain way. It, it, now, it wasn't no shame in the game and losing to Buffalo, because I expected us to lose to Buffalo, but not like that. So we'll see what adjustments they make, man. We'll see what adjustments Patrick Graham makes. How are you going to now get pressure on a quarterback? Because even Kenny Pickett is gonna look good if you allow this motherfucker to sit back there and pat the ball for six seconds. You feel me? Like, even, even the shittiest of quarterbacks are still going to look good. So, at the end of the day, how are you going to generate pressure, bro? Something needs to be done. Something needs to get. So, whatever that is, man, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, later on in the week, we will be giving you a preview of the Raiders-Steelers game and, and what you could be looking for during that. So, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Comment how you guys are feeling down below, man. Vent with us down below, man. Comment how y'all feel about the game, man, what y'all would have done different, what you wish would have happened, and what you expect to see versus Pittsburgh. So let's have a conversation about it, man. Make sure you guys are tapping on the like and subscribe button and hitting on that little notification bell so you get updated when we drop, man. We're going to play that theme music, get up out of here, and I'm going to catch y'all next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Raiders Recap on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.